Welcome to the Unconditional Boundaries podcast, episode 19, an interview with Nancy Picard. Welcome to the Unconditional Boundaries podcast, where I show you how to use boundaries to add more love and freedom to your life. Hello, Nancy. Welcome to Unconditional Boundaries podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to our conversation. We haven't had much of, a, of, a, of an introduction to get to know each other yet. However, we did talk a little bit about that we're both coaches and we both talk about boundaries. We also help people with those kind of secret or underneath or shadow or hidden thoughts, beliefs, values, those things that we do that, or that we, that we act on that we don't even know about a lot of the time. So let's start with talking about boundaries. Let me know a little bit about, first of all, introduce yourself. Let's, let's do that first. Okay. I'm Nancy Picard and I'm a master integrative life coach. I'm also the author of the internationally best-selling book, Bigger, Better, Braver, Conquer Your Fears, Embrace Your Courage, and Transform Your Life. And um, I'm a boundary coach like you are, and I also am a shadow coach. I have a ton of different certifications, but basically all of my work is about helping people uncover the beliefs and the commitments that are hidden in their subconscious from their childhood that actually helped them as children, but as adults, they just keep them stuck in plain small. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I do a lot of the same stuff. We go back to to childhood, uh, early adult life. We go back into our memories and, and discover where these where these beliefs came from. And yeah, it's great work. Help, help people change them. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So let, let me know a little bit about your experiences with boundaries. Uh, one of the things that you've mentioned is that you help people have set healthy boundaries. So what does that look like to you? Um, figuring out what you will and will no longer tolerate in yourself and others. Mm -hmm. So to me, boundaries are the delineation between where one person ends and the next person starts. And most of us, without doing boundary work, have really leaky boundaries. So we're people pleasers, we're conflict avoiders, we're overdoers, and we don't know how to say no. So we say yes, wishing we were saying no, And then to me, it's like there's a beach ball where you know how you try to push a beach ball under the water and then it comes flying out sideways. That's what happens when people have leaky boundaries so that they they do and they do and they don't make their needs a priority so that nobody else makes their needs a priority. And then all of a sudden they explode because nobody's thinking about their needs and nobody's taking them, them into, you know, into perspective here. And so they they give a very disproportionate um, emotion to something that comes up that has nothing to do with what's really going on. So I help people, I actually, I don't know if you do this or, you, or not, but I help people script out boundary conversations. So they're making it about themselves I feel X when you do Y, would you be willing to do Z? Now I've taken it off the person doing something wrong. And it's more about, I feel, I feel angry. I feel disrespected. I feel 
I'm scared, I feel sad, whatever it is, when you do whatever it is, would you be willing? And I find, um, so I'm curious if you find this too, that when you ask for what you need and you make your needs known and a priority, most people want to give you what you ask for. Yes. Most of the time we are in relationships, whether that's romantic relationships or, or work relationships or whatever kind of relationships, most of, the, most of the time we're in relationships for the purpose of both of us getting something out of it. Most right. of the time I enter a relationship with somebody, you enter a relationship with somebody, we enter relationships with other people so that both of us get something out of it. One of the things you mentioned before we started recording is that that you're looking forward to this conversation as I as I am to that we're both coaches we can have a conversation rather than just you know me interviewing you or me doing all the speaking or you doing all the speaking we can mm -hmm. have a conversation because we're both coming from a similar a similar mindset a similar intention we haven't right. really discussed our experience yet we only had kind of a three-minute call or a three-minute discussion so but the, the 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 pure fact that we're both coaches in the first place um Kind of comes to that understanding that we do understand and we are trying to help people we do get similar lingo similar intentions similar experiences mm -hmm. and yeah that's been my experience that most people i deal a lot a lot of my clients are men who come to me in troubled relationships with their girlfriends and wives and a lot of the time they're doing what they think is everything right and what their spouse is saying, nothing right. <laughs> You're not getting anything right. You're not getting it. So they're not communicating. And what I help people do is I help them help, I help them be heard and hear the other person. Much the same way you do. You script out the conversation. What I do is I give a, a, a different way of looking at boundaries. Um, I give them a a way of communicating boundaries non-verbally as well as verbally. So I add our actions to the conversation, not can just the words. Give me, can you give me an example of that? Sure. Sir. So what I do is I, is I help people draw the line in the sand. So the thing they want a boundary around, I'd rather be treated this way. I'd rather have mm -hmm. this action. I'd rather get this result. So let's say um, I'd rather, I'd rather not do the dishes, but I'd rather do the laundry instead. So when I, what I'll do is I'll say, I'd rather do the laundry instead of the dishes. So I'll, I'll ask my client to set up two or three actions on either side of that boundary. So when I get what I want, so I get to do the laundry and, and I'm not asked to do, to do the dishes, what, what choices do I have as to how I can respond to that? Sometimes that can be words. I might say, thank you for not asking me to do the dishes or thanking you for, for letting me do the laundry. And sometimes that might be just an action, like a kiss or a hug or, or mm -hmm. a thank you or, a, or some sort of a, a gratitude gesture. And I make sure that we do that on both sides of the boundary. So that when we don't get what we want, we also have actions. Sometimes they're words and sometimes they're simply wordless actions. So that's what I do is I, is I help them communicate what they actually want right. by reinforcing the good and discouraging the bad without mm -hmm. making it a demand, you have to do this. I will right. not accept this. I do address those situations that we won't tolerate or that we have to have, but I call those mm -hmm. barriers instead because they're less, 
they're less um, malleable, less less um, um, compromisable. So they're barriers. They are things we will not let somebody cross. Whereas what I call an unconditional boundary, as opposed to traditional boundaries, the unconditional boundaries that I teach are people are allowed to cross them. We would just encourage them to do what we want rather and, and discourage them to, to not do what we don't want. So the same idea as what you're talking about, you script it out for them and help them have the conversation. I give them some actions to take so that they can deal with their emotions mm -hmm. separate from the decisions they have to make. Right. Right. So two different methods, but the same, the same intention, sure. right? The, the intention yeah. is yeah. to help them communicate the boundaries. And you're right, because at the bottom line, it's the communicating. Yes. It's that your loved one actually does want to, yes. to, to give you what you need, but you have to state what you need. Um, do you find, I find a lot with my clients that they're so afraid to set the boundary and they're so afraid what the person's going to get mad or leave or not love them or say no, they're so afraid. And then they come yes. back the next week, having done what they had said they were going to do and they can't believe how well it was received. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's exactly my experience. If they do the work, not all of them they, do the work. Right. Yeah, of course. You Right. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if I put the fear of God in them or what it is, but like I set them up right from the beginning that if you're going to work with me, you're going to follow through on a weekly basis with your action steps, because if you don't follow through on your action steps, stop paying me and don't work with right. me. I mean, right. go to a therapist and talk to them, Yeah. but the coaches are action oriented. So yeah. come yeah. ready to, you know put on your big girl panties or big boy panties and do the work. Exactly right. that. Exactly that. And, and that's what, that's what I've said too, is if you're coming into this relationship, wanting a result, the result comes from changing what you're doing. If you're not, if you're not mm -hmm. intending to change what you're doing. Don't come then, to me. Yeah. What's, what's right. the point? Like, why are you here? Really? And, yeah. and since I work with a lot of guys, I use a little bit more abrasive language. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, get your ass in gear and do the damn thing, yeah. right? right? You know, I'm a little bit less um, sugar-coated about it. Now, I yeah. do work with ladies, and I'm a lot more diplomatic with the ladies because the ladies who come to me are looking for that connection. They're looking for the emotional connection, the ones who come to me. So I connect with them instead of being abrasive to them, whereas the mm -hmm. men need to be just told what to do. Yeah. Uh, men, I find men, men are coming to me with, what do I actually do? And women are coming to me and saying, well, why don't I do what I want to do? So why don't the men do it? I, I yeah. need. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's funny. I have a totally different perspective because I'm a woman. Yep. Most of my clients are women, not all of them. Most yep. of them are women. And I am abrasive, you know, I'm. I, but but that's because I think that's woman to woman yes. or even woman to man. Yes. I can do that. Right. You know, yeah. I and I, you know, before I was a coach, I owned a personal training gym. So for 16 years, I was telling people what to do 24 yeah. seven. As a coach, I try to let them come up with their own answers, but I still hold them to that same, Standard. you know do or die attitude. So yeah. that's interesting. I really, 
yeah, you 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 have to come across with women differently because you are a man. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to come women, actually. Like if you had me as a client mm -hmm. and you said, you know, blank or get off the pot, I would be, you know, I'd get and, it. Yeah. And and it's it's interesting because I have coached women who I thought were like that. Mm -hmm. And yet when I come across as abrasive, they put up their fists and fight back. Wow, so interesting. When, when I when I come across as as uh, diplomatic mm -hmm. or considerate, compassionate, and understanding, which of course we're we're coaches, we're capable of that also. Right. Um, when I come across as that, suddenly they open up like a flower. That's so suddenly interesting. suddenly their feminine energy is allowed to exist. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And yeah, I find it. I find it actually quite a lot of fun because once I get the men to do the actions, I also turn on the feminine energy with them and it helps them love right. the actions. Yeah. So I it's find actually I find myself using the feminine energy more than the, more than the yeah, masculine. Yeah, that's so interesting. Plus when I work with men, I have the women's perspective. Right. So like I, I'm, I'm hearing what they're saying but I know what their partners are saying. Right. That's and, what I am with and the women. When they tell me what their partners say, I get it. I'm like, dude, I understand, you know, this is what she's really saying. This right. is what she really is asking. Right. And then sometimes not. Sometimes I'll I'll have a male client and I'll think, well, their partner isn't really being fair to them, or their partner isn't yeah. really, you know, yeah. like that. So it's it's so interesting, but I don't think I've ever really talked like this to a male coach before. I mean, I have male coach friends, um, but we haven't gotten into that kind of a conversation with that energy. That's interesting. I think it's yeah, super yeah. interesting. It's one of my favorite conversations to have with lady coaches mm -hmm. um, because there is a different kind of energy that that guys bring to men and women than there are to women who who help men and women. Right. And one of the things I think our world especially this coaching industry is short on is men who know how to coach men. Most of the male coaches that I know are used to coaching women and they approach men with the same philosophy that they approach women. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, although there are men, men who get into this business who, who relate to that. Most of the, um, the muggles, I would call them the non-coaching people. Um, mm -hmm. They don't relate to guys like that. They don't relate to male coaches because male coaches don't talk in the lingo they use. So when I'm talking to the guys, I'm a little more redneck. I'm a little more, you know, abrasive, a little more blunt. And yet at the same time, I still have that feminine energy coming out. You know, I care. I get it. I really understand. I really do mm -hmm. know where you're coming from. And I think this is what your wife's trying to say. Right. Because I do mostly, I do have most, almost all of my coaching friends are ladies. Right. So if I need an alternate perspective, I have a dozen places to go to get it. Go get it. Right. Interesting. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, and then when I'm coaching the ladies, I can say, yeah, actually, this is what I think your husband's trying to do. Right. Because, yeah, because you hear that. Right. Because I, I, I yeah. have been a husband. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting wife. conversation. Um, the and other thing I wanted to say before about boundaries that I think people have to know is that nobody can cross your boundaries except for you. Right. So if you set a boundary, you have to have a plan B. 
Yep. If I say to you, you know, I'm uncomfortable with you having more than two drinks. Would you be willing to only have two drinks when we're home at night? Mm-hmm. And then they don't do that. You have to have a plan B, you know, in yes. order to honor and respect myself. If you have more than two drinks, I'm going to spend the night alone in the bedroom or mm-hmm. in the guest room, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. But you have to have a plan B. You can only ask somebody. You can make a request of them. You yes. can't make them. So you have to hold to what you're going to do if they don't do it. So yeah. don't set a boundary unless you're really prepared to follow through. Yeah, and that's actually the the central focus point of how I teach boundaries. Those actions that I suggest that they that mm-hmm. those those actions that they suggest that they take that is the plan B. So I suggest that they pre-plan a plan B, and I suggest that they pre-plan a couple of options for a plan B. Because okay. if you ask them to only have a couple of drinks and you're at home, then your plan B might to be to stay in the room by yourself or go, you know, stay in the guest bedroom or something right. like that. Go stay with your sister, mother, whatever. Right, whatever. If you happen to be out with friends and the same request is there, you have to have a different plan B because you're not just going to go stay in the guest room now. Right. So it's about having a couple of options for a plan B mm-hmm. and a couple of options for the plan A when they give you what you're asking for. If, if they do only have a couple of drinks, it's very important that you have a couple of pre-planned actions for how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they do only have a couple of drinks, then maybe go give them a kiss in the mouth, even though you hate the taste of booze on their breath. Right. You know, maybe well, when they only have a couple of drinks, doing. Yeah, yeah, acknowledge it. Prefer, you Tell know, them how you know. proud you are or how excited you are. Or thank you for, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it can be words and sometimes actions are enough. Right. And it depends on the couple and their dynamics because some people are, are actions people and some people are words people, right? It right. just depends. Right, for sure. So yeah, we are we teach a lot of the same stuff. We use different lingo to do it, but we're right. coming to the same conclusion, I think. right. It's interesting yeah. that we didn't have that, that that we didn't have that conversation in, in advance, yet we're still finding the same experience. Well, because you know, boundaries are boundaries, really. I mean, on some level. Oh, the other thing I teach with boundaries um, is it's selfish. Is and and I think also the difference here is because I do do I I'm like I'm like 80-20 women to men and you're yeah. probably 80 20 the way. opposite the way. way yeah and so women are historically people pleasers conflict avoiders overdoers over pleasers you know we grow up with love and life means taking care of everyone before you yep. and so i have to help people see that selfish is not a bad word and selfless is not a good word they're on the same spectrum. And if you're selfless, that's exactly what happens. There's no you, you disappear. And so I have to teach them how important self-care is and to put the mask on themselves before other people for that very reason. And that's probably more, I probably have to do that more because I work more with women. Right. It's so here's the most interesting part. I have the exact same experience. The guys who come to me are people pleasers, doers, and uh, selfless. Yeah. Because they were raised by a generation 
who was told treat your women like princesses right right where are so, those men I, where are those men now <laughs> well let me tell you they're in relationships with your women yeah <laughs> but the problem is what each side is perceiving is the opposite so what my men think the women are doing are being selfish but they're not right they're over, they're over giving to the point where they have nothing left to give right the and women yeah, the women perceive the men are are being selfish, but what they're doing is they're overgiving and not giving the woman what she wants. Hmm. And so what I help them do is the same thing you help them do is I help them be selfish. Yeah. You can't you can't serve from an empty pot. Right, exactly. You can, I mean, you have to fill yourself up first. Yeah. Yes, you can be giving, but selfless that's from an empty tank. You cannot yeah. serve from there. You're right. going nowhere. You're doing and nothing. You disappear. You're not even in the conversation. Your needs Correct. aren't being met because you don't make them a priority. And then you expect other people to be mind readers and nobody's a mind reader. Yeah. And what you, you can't give them what they're asking for because you don't have it. Yeah. Right. And they yeah. can't give you what you're asking for because they don't have it. Right. They're ex you're expecting them to give you what you need. They're expecting you to give you what they need. To give them what they need and and who's actually taking care of their own needs right and this is this is the conversations this is why i like to have conversations with lady coaches because this is the kinds of conversations i think couples need to hear right is that it's not what you think it is what's actually happening is the, is the same thing on both sides and when you when you become selfish and fill your own cup first then you have the ability and the capacity and the desire and the desire is the most important part that's the part you were talking about at the beginning of the show yeah the desire to then give them what they're looking for right when you fill your cup first you have the ability to give them what they're looking for and yeah, that's, what we're, that's what we're all here for yeah there's yeah. still gas in the tank yeah. yeah um i don't do you know who terry real is i don't He's this great relationship coach, and um, he has this thing on Sounds True called, um, uh, I don't know, I can't remember, but he does this conversation that couples have where you say, this is what I saw. You know, you came in and you did X, Y, Z. This is what I saw. And then you say, this is the story I made about it. Mm -hmm. So now it's not even a reality. You're admitting it's a story. Yes. You know, this is the story I made about it. You're such a, such a, such a, you know, da, 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 da. And what I need from you is this, you know? So what I saw is that you came in really upset and mad and, you know, late for dinner and, you know, and the story I made about it is that you don't care about my needs and you're a selfish SOB and on and on. And what I need from you is to please call me 30 minutes or an hour before if you're going to be late so that I don't have dinner on the table waiting, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a really nice way to have the conversation. But when you turn it around that this is what I saw, but this is the story I made about it, you're kind of taking it. You're not really saying you are that. You're right. saying in my head. That's what I made it that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love that. Um, the 
some of the people that I follow also say something like that. And what I find is helping my client, I find that I'm helping my clients get to each stage of that. Mm. So helping them see without judgment. Right. Helping them understand the story they created. Right. And helping them understand what they made that mean about themselves. Right. There's or three the other step, person. Right. Or the other, or the, or the other yeah. person, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's three separate steps there. And, and I love that that, that is the, the, the goal that we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to this is what I saw. This is what, what I, I made it mean. This is the story right. I created. And this is, what I, this is what I believe the value is on yeah. either you or me. This is the judgment I made about either you or me or both because of what I, what I yeah. saw. And, he, and after you ask the person, this is what I need from you, the last piece of that was, and what can I do so that you can do that for me? Right. You know, do, and the person might say, I need you to talk softer, or I need you to be more welcoming, or I need you not to jump on me the moment I walk in the door. Like, yeah. And then or, you can say, all right, I can do that. Like you're, you're giving and taking. Or from the man's point of view, I need you not to get scared and run away when I raise my voice. Mm. Because sometimes when I don't feel heard, my voice goes up naturally. Right. Yeah. Right. That is the most common thing that happens that I notice between couples is when he raises his voice, she leaves either emotionally or physically. Yeah. She's out of the, she's out of the conversation. So what do you do when, what do you, what do you tell you, or what do you advise your client does when the woman has set the boundary, the next time you raise your voice in a conversation, I'm going to leave. Cause that's right. a boundary that women set. Yes. What what would you suggest your male counterparts do when the woman says that? What I suggest the guys do is say, I will do my best to give you that boundary. I can't promise I'll always do it. And when I forget or make the mistake, please forgive me and let me know that that's what I've done, that I've crossed your boundary. Please let me know by doing this or this or this, do one of these three things to tell me that I've crossed your boundary. Sometimes it's words and sometimes words won't get through. Mm -hmm. So ask him what he needs in order to recognize what he's done. Because sometimes words won't get through. If, if I'm having an argument with my wife and she says, you just crossed my boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm just going to hear a bunch of want, 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 want that I've been hearing the whole damn argument. Right. But if she does a thing and instead of, instead of slamming down her, her hands and getting up and jumping around and leaving the room and slamming the door... Instead, simply calmly get up and leave. I'll understand, wait a minute, she's not reacting. She has an emotional reaction, but she's not reacting from emotion. She's reacting from the decision she told me she would make. Right. And that, that separates the emotion from the action, which allows right. both people to then to process the emotions involved. Yeah. Well, I, I, ask, I also say to them, you can say, I'm not saying no to this conversation. Or I'm, I'm not saying no to you, but I'm saying no to this conversation right now. Right. And I will For come now. back when I think you're calmer and I'm calmer. And sometimes we need to have that part of the conversation outside of the argument. In other words, when we talk and we might turn into an argument or a fight, I intend to react this way. I intend right. to leave. I intend to like, so this is what I mean by pre-decisions. Having right. decisions made outside of the emotional engagement of the argument. Mm 
or having decisions made outside of the emotional engagement of whatever the event is. Right. Pre-make those decisions and when necessary, communicate those decisions because it's not always necessary, yeah. but when necessary, communicate those decisions so that when you do those things, they get it. They know what's happening. Yeah. They know my partner is having an emotional response. They're choosing to take an action, a pre-decided action that I already know about based on that emotional response right. so that they can go process their emotions. I can right. either honor that or I can disrespect that. Right. And they already know, they, they hear themselves, so they know yeah. that they, they've raised their voice. Yes. And so, so I guess what's interesting is that the guy might say, trying to set his own boundary, please don't walk out of the room when I, if I raise my voice, the answer could be, I understand you're gonna walk out if I raise my voice, but could you do this? Yes. Could you just nicely say, I'll be back, or could you, yeah, could you handle, I understand what you're going to do, but is there another way you could handle that? Right, and what I get into, and this is the part that I get into in the advanced training. In the advanced training, I tell them, okay, when you both have opposing boundaries like that, never yell at me, never raise your voice in my presence, and please don't leave when I raise my voice. Right. When those exist, advanced boundaries are one of the actions, options you have to have need to be available so that the other person has something before that action. So before you leave, you'll do something to tell me. Right. Before you leave, you'll do, you'll take an action. Right. Yeah. Sit back, maybe, maybe pull back from the chair or, you know, or, or maybe turn away or maybe stand up and turn around or, or something, some pre-action that lets him know you're about to leave and mm-hmm. he has he has one chance to stop raising his voice and if he's not capable you're going to leave now right. you won't always choose that option the idea here is that both sides are left with choice right i like that because, because when when somebody's not left with choice they're trapped and when they're trapped they act like badgers people act like badgers when they're trapped men women mm-hmm. i don't care who you are they all, we all act like trap badgers. Yeah. So when we have choices, when she does the action that says I'm about to leave, he has the choice to recognize what's going on and accept it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he will choose not to. And she has the choice to give him that pre-warning or not to. And right. Well, but if, right. But if she's trying to maintain his boundary she will give him the choice that he needs right. and then she'll walk out. I could kind of see me like going like this as I'm leaving. Like, right, right. You know. And if he keeps talking, if, if, if he keeps talking, but talks in a more calm voice, you might suddenly turn around and come back to the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the reason for this, and this is the point I wanted to get, I think what we're both aiming for is a deeper connection in these relationships. Mm-hmm. What I'm aiming for is to, I want to help people. I want to help people create boundaries that connect because the traditional way of creating boundaries is separating relationships. We create yeah. boundaries to stop ourselves from harming each other mm-hmm. and they're separating relationships. Yeah. I mean, I think that people think boundaries are limiting them and yes. I think that they're expanding them. Yeah. But they're it, not limiting them. Yeah. The they're, core concepts there is there has to be choice. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be options involved. Yeah. Connection comes from options. Connections comes right. from vulnerability. Right. Right. For sure. So. 
Yeah, that's what all of this is. It's just is. And the other conversation about boundaries that I don't think everyone always has is that start with boundaries for you. Yes. Where are you not in alignment? Where are you telling yourself and not following through? What are you going to promise yourself right here and now? What boundaries are you going to set for self-care? For what? what's the most self-honoring thing you can do for yourself? Like ask yourself those kinds of questions and start setting boundaries first with yourself. Yes. Before you start setting boundaries with other people. Exactly. That's, as a matter of fact, this podcast, the first... I don't know, 10 episodes or so are me teaching these concepts of boundaries. And I started with personal boundaries, boundaries of self. That's the first few episodes I did was how oh, to set your good. own boundaries. Yeah. So I, we're agreement in there as well. It's really difficult to set boundaries with other people when you're not honoring yourself first. Exactly, exactly. And when you, you can't ask for people to maintain boundaries when you don't even know what you, you don't, you have never said to yourself, well, what do I want? What do I need? you know those are the primary questions yeah where am i in this you know whole equation yeah that's exactly it how do we add up what we actually want one of one of the things that uh, i've noticed is a lot of people have a very large list of what they don't want Mm. and a very tiny list if at all they do yeah of what they want because most people don't even know what they right just know what they don't want Right. Well, that's that's what it's all about. Right. You can't expect people to know what you want if you don't know what you want. And you can't expect them to follow through or, or if you don't know. It's got to start with you. Yeah. And that's where somebody like a coach, like you, mm-hmm. or my, you or me, you or myself, can help you discover that. Right. We can help you figure out what you want. We can help you set boundaries around what you want. We can help you become the person you always thought you were person you want to be right the person you always wanted to be yeah yeah for sure yeah listen i'm i used to own a personal training gym so i am and i'm i believe in coaches i believe in trainers Mm -hmm. no matter what sport i do i hire someone i always say nobody gets to the olympics without a coach it's like correct it's all there to help you move forward quicker, smoother with grace and ease and flow. And so I'm a big believer in it. Yeah. Or or I wouldn't be in the business of it. I mean, even even children's sports have coaches. Right, Right. exactly. We we coach even kids, so. Yeah. Let's, what what makes us think we can, what makes us think we can be good at this thing called life without them? It's true. Right? Wonderful conversation. I love these these boundaries and how we talk about them and how we're coming to from completely different directions and, and completely different experiences, but coming to a lot of the same understandings of how people work because right. how people work is pretty core. You know, yeah. it, it's pretty it's pretty simplistic once you get it. And most of us just take some time to get it. Wonderful conversation. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank um, you. So tell, um, people can find me. Yes. They can find me at uh, nancypicardlifecoach.com. And on there, you can they can do everything. They can sign up for a free call with me. They can get a free chapter of my book. They can get a discount on my online courses and, um, and also a link to buy my book. So it's all there. It's a one-shop Perfect. deal. Perfect. 
Nancy Picard Life Coach. NancyPicardLifeCoach.com. Dot com. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I'll put that in my show notes as well, and people can go there to find them. Right. Uh, thank you for for coming on my podcast and and doing this interview. It was a it was a wonderful conversation. I'd love to have you on again in the future at some point, uh, and maybe we'll great. continue this conversation. Yeah, it was a fun conversation. It, it's really it was definitely an interesting perspective from the male yeah. female. Yeah, it coaching. Is. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Unconditional Boundaries podcast. If you'd like my support in creating boundaries in your life, you can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash unconditional coach, or you can contact me at unconditionalcoach at outlook.com.